0: Guys, welcome to episode 35 of the CFL podcast. This is Chris. This is going to be kind of a unique episode because uh, I'm going to be joined here by Jeff for the first half, and then Tony for the second half. So, start things off here with Jeff. How you doing, bud?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me
0: on here, bud. Yeah, man, this is going to be good. So we got the draft coming up, so this is going to focus heavily on that. Uh, We're going to analyze the trades that have been made recently. We're going to cover the news. Uh, but before we get started, I have a question for you. Um, could you imagine skipping the CFL Draft for a trip to London? Like, I don't understand that at all. Would uh, you do something I, like that? I
1: don't, I don't like mushed peas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah. No, I
0: geez. mean, everything about it, like, I don't want to, like, go over the top here, but what, what is there? Like, the food, I don't think, are they known for any foods or anything? No. I know they got no, the double-decker man. buses. Um, yeah. I think the only it's entertaining nothing. thing there is, like, when the NFL has preseason games there, or I know AEW Wrestling has a pay-per-view there uh, later this summer. So it's only when, like, American things go there where I think there's fun stuff to do. And yeah. I, I was really thinking today, like, what, what cool has happened there? And the only thing I could think of was that episode of Friends. Uh, that was in London for, uh, Ross was going to get married to some chick named Emily. And then Rachel flew to London to break up the wedding. That's like the only cool thing I can ever think of that's ever happened there. So, uh,
1: Man, I just, I don't, I, don't, I yeah, don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. So,
0: but at any rate, that's where Lily's going to be. Uh, the rest of us are going to have fun at the draft. We're going to have the bags tournament. Which we'll cover here in a few minutes, but uh, not Lily. He's gonna be he's gonna be in London. So hope hope you have fun, bud. All right, couple of housekeeping items for the news. Uh, first thing I want to just reiterate: uh, please pay your entry fee in League Safe. Uh, the deadline is 82 days away, which sounds like a lot of time. You're probably like 82 days, whatever. No, please just stop what you're doing. Pause the podcast. Use the link in your email for League Safe, where it should be spamming you every other day, uh, and pay. We have seven owners that have paid so far, which is great, and I thank them for that. Um, but that means nine haven't paid, and I'm not even exaggerating. This is the whatever twenty. Help me out here. I don't remember even.
1: Seventh.
0: Twenty seventh year. Let's go with that. Twenty sixth or twenty seventh year of the league. And I don't believe we've ever once had everybody pay before the season started. And I'm not kidding. Usually what happens is uh we get to the, the end, I gotta pay out the winners. Log into league say if we got like eight people that have paid or twelve even. Um, I gotta find people, hey, can you PayPal me? Give me a check, give me cash, whatever, and then I gotta like figure out these different ways to pay the winners. It's just so stupid and annoying, it doesn't need to be that way. So if 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 me being commissioner or Chuck being commissioner means anything to you and you want to say thank you, just simply pay your league fee on league safe now that's that's all that would make sounds, my year so please do pretty that simple
1: yeah, yep it's pretty simple
0: all right, so that brings us to the draft uh the draft is coming up next weekend, so it's a week from sunday July sixteenth it's going to be at one p m at allen's house, so a new location, but this is uh, if you're an old-school friend of mine, I'm sure you've been to my house in Springvale, at my dad's house. Uh, Alan's house is just down the road. It's literally two doors down. Um, so it's right across the street from Springvale Campground. So it's in Springvale Township. If you're not familiar with Springvale, it's one of the tiniest towns in Minnesota. It's so small, they don't even have their own post office. So the mailing address is actually Stansfield, but it is Springvale. So uh, if you, uh, we'll put the address on GroupMe and email but if you just uh, use Google Maps and tell it you want to go to Springvale Campground, it's right across the street. So Al has his own bar called Big Al's After Dark. That's where the draft is going to be. Um, his wife Melissa will be bartending again, which is awesome. So thank you in advance yeah. for listening. Uh, Good please bring. Last year. Yep, uh, bring cash for tips. Uh, bring a snack to share. So I know uh, Jeff. If you're going to make it, please, I have a request. Uh, have your wife make some of those cupcakes with that uh, ganache. Uh, okay. Still one of the best desserts I've ever had, what, seven years ago, whenever that was. And I still think about eating those things, so that would be awesome. Uh, Tony usually brings some breakfast stuff, which is awesome. Uh, just bring it all. Bring some good stuff. Um, also, we're looking for one or maybe two people. Actually, it'd be great if we had two. If you own a set of bags, uh, please bring those uh, for our bags tourney. Uh, the winner of the tournament will get, uh was it, picks 216 and 217? 217 and 218?
1: 17 18.
0: Yeah, 17 and 18. So uh, we want to have this be the best bags tournament of all time, uh, and we need bags to do that. We don't have any right now. So we need one or two people. It would be great if we could have two. Then we can have make it go faster. And then close circuit to Che. Che, please bring the trophy with you um i'm gonna let you keep it for another year i think i told you this offline um he still hasn't got his 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 little engraved uh plaque um i've had it for over a year um and hopefully i can find it i sent him a picture of it a long time ago so he knows i have it i gotta find it and uh, i'll bring that and i'll put that on there for you and let you take it back home so you can actually celebrate it with your name on it because i know that's uh that's cool so Again, the draft is next Sunday, July 16th, 1 p.m. at Allen's house. Probably go for four hours or so. Uh, oh, feel free to show up anytime beginning at 11.30 a.m. So if you want to get there early for some pre-gaming, um, maybe practice bags, talk trades, um, show up anytime after 11.30. So. Becker, I'm going to put you yeah. on a spot here, but do you have yeah. any favorite draft memory?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the scooter incident from so downtown. You, the, the scooter incident from downtown didn't um, didn't somebody take the scooter from downtown out to your place in Blaine one year?
0: Yeah, that was Matt Mitchell. Yep, yeah, he, that's might, right. he showed up on a moped <laughs> or scooter, whatever they call. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was uh, pretty good.
0: Oh, wait, uh, that reminds me. Actually, this is important. Uh, so, Matt, if, if you plan to drive a scooter again, um, just be careful because Alan lives out in the country. There are deer everywhere, and I don't want to see you get creamed by a deer on the way to the draft or after the draft for that matter. So um, if, you, if you do ride the scooter, please be careful. Go slow. Uh, have your head on a swivel and be checking the ditch on the right and the left, the right, the left, nonstop because those things will come out of nowhere, and it's, it's, uh, I think it must be the normal season where they have their little babies, where those called fawns, Uh, because we've seen a lot of fawns lately, and people have fawns up in their yards and stuff, and those things blend in with the, with the, uh, nature, (laughs) for like a better term, so be careful, man, I just worry about you, wear your helmet, and drive safe, so.
1: And the other one I got is, um, Probably not a good memory for you. Uh, it was out the Limberg residence, careful, I believe. Careful. All right. Uh, no, in, go for in, it. Oh, and Dalbo. Yep. Uh, I think, I can't remember who. Um,
0: Showed up and they were kicked out of the league.
1: Yeah. This and, happened twice. And then, and then uh, at, at Chuck's place, they had this big, nice window where we sat in this huge room.
0: This was, uh, yeah, this was Dan we, Tanner.
1: Just, all were, it was Dan her. that's right, and, like, it, it was, I, I wish cell phones were a thing then, mm-hmm. because, like, you couldn't even make eye contact with the guy, you were just, like, staring at the top of your shoes, and Everyone I saw was kinda... you guys
0: all looking, I was so <laughs> mad at all of you guys, so yeah. here's what happened, so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Dan's a great guy, um, we've talked about this a couple times since, I ran into him at a, buddy's 40th birthday party a few years ago, and we talked about this, so, um, Basically what happened is this was early days of the CFFL uh, back when uh, we were still in school. Uh, in fact, I know, I know for sure Dan was in high school. And we had sent out an email setting up the draft and another email, another email I'm like, hey, we haven't heard from Dan to make sure he can make it. Another email. I didn't have his phone number or anything, just email. And like, dude. Uh, please respond or we're going to have to replace you. Like the draft is like next week. Nothing. send another email. Dude, I'm really sorry, but if you ever see this, we just had to make a decision to replace you. And I'm forgetting who we brought in at that point for him. But do you remember by chance? I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who, who it was. Yeah, I don't. Um, but at any rate, um, we have the draft out at Chuck's. And literally the day of the draft, he, Saw all of his emails, and then showed up. <laughs> he showed up at the draft, and we'd already started without him. And he's been kicked out and replaced. And they, Chuck, I think, made me go out and talk to him, and nobody else wanted to talk to him. So I had to go out there and explain to him, like, "Sorry, dude, you've been been kicked out." And meanwhile, I, like Jeff said, I saw everyone looking out the window watching this conversation unfold, and that was one of the worst, most awkward things in my life. Um the thing is it happened again the year the year after that with Tom Blakesley. Same same thing same thing. He just we actually had contact with him and he was gonna come, but then he didn't show up and he was like an hour and a half late or something to it and wasn't there and we couldn't get a hold of him. So I remember I C Q and my dad. Um Hey, can ICQ. you come over? Thanks. Yeah, I C Q yeah. it's messaging. Yep. And I so remember. my dad my dad came out to Chuck's house and took over his team and that's how the top cats got in the league. Well later on in the draft all of a sudden Bobash Tom Blakesley shows up. <laughs> so I'd have the same conversation. Sorry dude, we had to kick you out, you know <laughs> It was just the worst
1: worst uh, ever, man. Oh uh, yeah. It's sorry to bring up those bad memories for you there, yeah.
0: No, it's okay. That reminds me of one more out at Chuck's house. Um Zach Wolf, uh, former owner of the Wolf Pack um after the draft is over, got into like a literally a fight or a brawl with Chuck's brother Chip in their front yard. And I don't even know why they were fighting or anything. It just all of a sudden they're fighting. And and I remember Chuck's dad on the front of the porch just screamed and I don't even want to like try to do his voice, but he basically said, Chip, get in here now. You've never been in so much trouble in your life And uh that was that was that, oh, so. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this kind of leads me to one non draft story. Um, Tony, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Not much
2: uh so sorry for the uh <laughs> last minute audible.
0: hey, no worries. we had a a double audible here. Let me fill you in uh, okay so Becker uh can't stay that late um, okay. So we just went through the news, and we're just sharing some draft stories, and uh, then he'll bail, and then we'll finish this up and then go through all the trades um, together. So kind of a half-and-half type episode here. And uh, we're just going through draft stories, Um, but this reminded me of one non-draft story, but it involves Becker. I just have to to get this on the public record. Okay. Um, Okay. And I think Becker knows already what this is going to be, but... Um, this was in high school. I spent the night okay. at Becker's house out in the this middle was, of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I already know where this is going. Yep. The next yeah. morning, um, hey, hey, by the way, thanks for, thanks for telling this story to my kids. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've shared Uh-oh. this story and I, I've talked to a lot of people about this story. It's one of the best ever. Anyways, the next morning, um, I think I'm waiting for my dad to come pick me up. Mm hmm. uh, Anyways, Becker and his brother are arguing, I don't know about what or whatever, and and his mom gets involved and is telling them to stop or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they're still fighting, and next thing I know, Becker, and I'm I'm not making this up, he picks up his brother (laughs) and body slams him onto the coffee table and shatters the coffee table. (laughs) And his mom was so pissed, and I don't remember what she said, but all I know is Becker said— How old were you guys? High school. Uh, it was so probably 9th like like or 10th grade
1: or something. Yeah, I think it
0: was 9th grade, Epic. yeah. Epic. And uh, he goes, what? It was a piece of crap coffee table anyway. And then he literally—I think I must have been bleeding. I must have bit through my lip, biting it so hard not to crack a smile because I'm like, this is not the time, dude. <laughs> but it was honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and at the same time, one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. But I'll never get that. And
2: uh, you, you might I, get that moment uh, at this this next draft at at Allen's if uh, your brother has his way.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. He's a little worked up. Uh, today. You think?
2: I I, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to get on the phone with you guys originally and say to so "What's the over under on?" rage request text messages from Eric to his brother like are we going over 12 under 12
0: well like, what's funny is uh, he, he texted me and I was at the softball complex mm-hmm. um, and he texted me and I'm like I, I can't respond to that so I just ignored it <laughs> and then I saw like another group text with him and some num- number I didn't recognize and just okay. a bunch of them and I didn't read him for hours later. And he was texting me and a number that used to belong to Chuck, so it's some random person. <laughs> so, anyways, I haven't heard from him, but I don't care. It's He gets worked up over dumb stuff, so.
2: Well, uh, uh, and I'm not going to lie, it actually segues into a new, um, like, a new bit that I wanted to do on the podcast. And I'm I'm really kind of bummed that Becker isn't going to be there for me to play off of it. But um, I, I decided to start like in between trade, like analysis. I was going to share Eric fact uh, which are Eric based facts that are obviously based in zero logic and just go completely off the deep end. Um, so doing that trade and watching Eric just completely melt down it like He's, God, I, I I don't even know how to articulate all of it, to be honest with you. It was just, it was so all over the place and so bad. And the only thing that I sent him back um, was I, I texted him uh, my trade calculator, which actually has it very, not strongly, but pretty strongly in favor of Mark. And yep, all he responded good, was, uh, LOL, LOL that don't matter in this situation at all whatsoever. I was going to say, don't show me that shit on group me, LOL, LOL, LOL. So I'm like, yeah, dude, uh, I know you hate it when people respond with like facts, facts and statistics, but uh, th- like there it is, bro. So, um, yeah. but yeah, he, he was melting down and I, I couldn't help but remember. Do you remember the last time that this actually happened, Jeff? Cause you and I were on the phone when it happened
1: with him being
2: just melting down. It was when I traded James Connor to Mark or Brandon. Ayuk straight up. Oh, okay. And yeah, he just lo- He was like, dude, chase Edmonds is literally going to be a top three running back. Like you just created him a piece of garbage for, uh, you know, his best wide receiver and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I locked up a backfield. Like, Chase Edmonds has never had more than 98 touches in a year. Like, James Conner has carried the mail. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. This is not that bad of an overpay. And I I have it saved somewhere in my Dropbox. I'll have to find it because I was on the phone with you when it happened, and I took a screenshot, and he said, if James Conner ever rushes uh, for 1,000 yards again, I'll pay Mark's entry fee for the next five years. And I was like, I'm taking a screenshot of that. And then, of course, obviously, James Conner that next year won the backfield and ran for like 1,500 yards.
0: And then in my narrator
2: voice, he has not paid his entry fee. He has not paid his entry fee. But he did not pay his entry fee. Yep. Not once. Not a single time. All right. In the morning, Freeman uh, voice, you can do best.
0: Yes, Morgan Freeman voice would be the best, for sure. (laughs) So that's a good segue, though. uh, Let's talk trades. And uh, we'll get to those two trades last. We're going to go in uh, reverse, or I guess, chronological order. So we'll end with uh, those trades from today. Okay. So uh, first trade I want to talk about, this was made shortly after our last podcast. This involved uh, Generic Bread Warriors and Show Me Your TDs. This was on April 30th. Uh, Generic Bread Warriors gave up Pick 1-3 in this draft, and in return, show me your TDs gave up Tyreek Hill. Uh, Trade calculator favors the Generic Bread Warriors. It's pretty close, 179 to 155. Do you have an opinion on on that one?
2: Uh, I missed this trade completely, so this is the first time I'm seeing it. Um, I'm a... Man. Yeah,
0: Uh, so I, uh, I, I, I remember this trade happening, but I've forgot completely that it happened. It's been, it's been a while, and um, I've had exactly zero minutes to focus on fantasy football um, this spring yep. slash summer. Um, but uh, April 30th, so when was the NFL draft? Let's start there. Um, that was after, um, after this, right? Yes,
2: this was after. So we didn't know the landing
0: yep. spots at this point, so I think that factors in here. So as a hypothetical, you know, 1-3, whoever that could be, uh, for Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. And there was talk of, am I, am I remembering this correctly? There was talk of Terry kill possibly retiring or was that he just announced he's going to retire after this contract.
2: So yeah, after he, it, yeah, yeah, it was contract, speculated okay. that he said he was going to retire after this next contract, like keep his health, made his money, so on and so forth. And a lot of people in the dynasty community, like went ape shit in the idea of like, Oh man, like, sell so all your shares of Tyree Kill right now. Like, he's done, and you're going to get stuck holding the bag. And um I, I think that's already, last I read, that's already been disproven, where he, like, took to a podcast, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Gotcha, like, I gotcha, just, gotcha. It would so, be, yeah. it would be nice to up. be able to get out ahead. But, no, you weren't wrong. Like, uh, everybody almost, like, hit the panic button in immediacy. Um, and then, like, he was on a podcast, like, four days later. Like, no, like, I was just saying it, you know, I'd love to get out with my health intact, but, like, I'm still in my prime. I'm not going anywhere, yada, yada, yada. So, yep. so I think,
0: just kind of jumpstart your thought process here on this trade, so, obviously, this tells me generic red warriors are in it to win it this year. They're in win-now mode uh, by trading that high draft capital for a top-notch receiver. And, um... I, Got to check Allen's roster. I'm trying to pull it up here really quick, but I believe he has been looking for help at running back, I want to say. Yeah, this pick would certainly help him in those efforts. But let's... Uh, I mean, will it? Well, potentially. I mean, again, keep in mind, this was made before the draft. Um, sure. I believe... Oh, sure. Uh, without giving away too much... I don't want to influence anyone's draft picks or anything like that. Right. Uh, but uh, I know there's two stud running backs or potential stud running backs. I don't know if there's yep. three.
2: Uh, there's other there's I, I, other great players. So I was gonna say the same. Yeah, there's there's some great players available. And I mean, if anything, he probably got younger. But like to your point, initial impression on that right away is um, that's very much an all in move. Like generic Red Warriors are basically saying, yeah, I'm done with the rebuild and I'm ready. I'm ready to go for it now. So I don't hate the trade for Allen though. I I think I have an idea of who he will get there. Um, and if anything, he got a lot younger. And I think he's going to get an alpha player there for sure. That may not hit right away, but I mean, I guess my my follow up question to that is, what is Allen trying to do? Like, is Allen entering a kind of a rebuild? Because to your point, the uh, you know Zeke I think was probably his best feature back, and Zeke is obviously done done. Like the poor guy's final play and. Dallas, where he had an illustrious career, it was him getting blown up on a, you know, stunt blitz where they had him playing center. It's just a very unceremonious end to an excellent career, but I don't know that Allen has much, if anything, beyond that. So it, this might be Allen signifying that he's hitting the reset button and, um, you know, show me your TDs is for sale to your teams that want to win.
0: Yeah, very possibly. So, yeah, looking at his roster as you were talking there and – uh Oh, I see Becker. This was a couple of days after the draft. Uh, so I was mis- mm. mistaken on there. Surprise, surprise uh, that I was wrong and I haven't really paid attention to anything. Uh, <laughs> but I did watch the draft for, for the record. Uh, just It's been a while, and so I've forgotten oh, all about it. But uh, looking at Allen's team, so, yeah, I believe, I believe the trade was likely made uh, in hopes of getting a running back. Um, it looks like, without giving away, I don't think it's breaking news, there are two... Top shelf running backs or top tier running mm-hmm. backs, and there's a big drop. Um, yes. Now, could someone draft in another position uh, in one or two? Certainly, um, absolutely. And if they don't, and, and the two running backs go one and two, there are some really good players here. So he'll get worst case, like you said, he he gets younger, um, mm-hmm. maybe not the same production, or likely not the same production that you get with Hill, but younger. Um, yeah. So I, I, so I, I, I definitely younger. Yeah. yeah, and he was short on draft capital before that, so mm-hmm. his his after the 1-3, his next pick is 4-3. So um, definitely a team that was in need of draft capital. So um, with all that said, uh, kind of circling back now to who I think won this trade, um, I think this is uh, a push. I think this is a win, win-win win type trade. It made sense for both teams. Calculate has it fairly even as well. So I think overall, um, I'm not going to pick a winner. I think it was a, a win-win. So. Um, what I'm, I'm going to take know. a winner then
2: to differentiate, so we can give one. I'm I'm going to give it to Becker, just because uh, we all had questions on whether Tyree Hill could produce or not without Pat Mahomes last year, mm-hmm. and uh, sharing targets with Jalen Waddell and uh, it was proved emphatically that he is one of the best of the best. And when you can get an alpha player in this league, it makes you a difference maker. So I, I I'm going to give slight edge. To GBW, um, not not taking anything away from Allen. Allen, I, I think you're going to get a great player there, but I think if I'm going like right now in the moment, um, I think GBW got highest bang for the buck right here. Uh, nice nice ad and nice signifying move to say that you're out of the rebuild and on to bigger things.
0: Just uh, as I aside, before we get to, if Becker's going to give his take on, on this, uh, I just want to say uh, when you're saying GBW, it just makes me wish his team was still the Wonder Bread Warriors because WBW is way better than that. So,
2: oh, yeah. Becker. It, would, it would sound like uh, an epic um, wrestling organization that you could body slam your brother through a coffee table. So maybe <laughs> that sure. could be an influence for, for Jeff to revert. But I digress. Um, back, back back to what you were saying, Chris. Sorry.
0: Oh, all good. So uh, we got my vote was a push. Uh, Tony's was for uh, Becker. Becker, you got anything to add, uh, regards to this trade?
1: Inflation is still high. So generic (laughs) easily, uh, I can't pay those brand, uh, prices for the wonder bread. dude. It's like, you gotta be smart. You gotta stretch your dollar. Um, no, like, uh, not being, not being uh, non-committal here, but I think this works out for everyone. Um, uh, I, do, I do think it is a win-win. Uh, I get points. Allen, you know, he lost Brady. Um, Zeke still hasn't signed. So he gets younger Adds a young player. Um, I think it works out well for everyone. All
0: right, so next trade I want to cover uh, was between the Whammy Doodles and Skull Babies on April 30th. Whammy Doodles gave up uh, pick 215 in this draft. Skull Babies gave up Brock Purdy. And pick four eleven also in this draft. Uh, Trade calculator favors this one slightly in favor of the Whammy Doodles, forty-four to thirty-nine. Anyone got a hot take on this one or a clear-cut winner they want to share?
2: I will say I wouldn't say clear-cut winner, but I will say this feels like um, an olive branch in a trade partnership from the Skull Babies to the Whammy Doodles. uh, quick stat on Brock Purdy, if you're not aware, there's only one quarterback that had a better QBR through his first nine starts ever than Brock Purdy. Uh, any Anybody want to take a random stab in the dark who that was?
0: Uh, first three starts ever?
2: First, uh, no, first nine.
0: First nine starts ever. Okay. First Gosh, I feel like I know this. Quarterback
2: rating uh, through first nine starts ever, Brock Purdy is number two all-time, and there's one quarterback ahead of him.
0: I'm just going to guess, I don't know if this is right, but uh, Lamar
2: Jackson. Nope. No, older than that. Jeff, you want to take a swing?
1: Older than Lamar Jackson, uh, Scott Zolak. (laughs) Very close, but the answer is Dan Marino.
2: Um, Oh, geez, yeah. That's
1: impressive. That's impressive. All
2: right. Yep, that's impressive company, Brock Purdy. Obviously, one of the tear. I actually own a couple shares of him in a 32-team league I'm in. Um, his stats extrapolated out to close out the year had he played a full 17-game season would have put him at 3,998 yards with 32 touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, passer rating of 148.9, sparkling. Um, the guy looks like the real deal. Now that we know that his UCL is intact and Everything's going according to plan. He's pretty much the quarterback in that offense. I understand they're a run-first team, um, but if we're really being honest, Trey Lance is a bust at this point, and who's really surprised about a guy that didn't play football for two and a half years and then the Niners traded the farm to get him at number two, number three two overall? Two or three, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, this is also the same kind of, like Brock Birdie bailing off the Forty ers by being Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, this is also a bailout by the school babies for the whammy doodles. Um, Eric, quite frankly, overpaid me for an unproven Jordan love. Um, He gave me multiple second round picks for a guy that has yet to see more than 40 snaps in a season. Brock Purdy is a proven commodity and all that Eric had to do was give him up for the low, low price of a back end second round pick. Um, I like this definitely in favor of the whammy doodles. Like he's, He's got a great young franchise quarterback. Like, we're we're learning now um, that guys that are accurate and consistent and can throw cross-field, doesn't matter where they're drafted. They just do a good job. Uh, Also, kind of fun fact, closed circuit, um, not sure if you guys saw this. There's actually a meme floating around on NFL.com of the first time that Jalen Hurts played against Brock Purdy, uh, OU versus Iowa State. Iowa State. Brock Purdy beat him, actually, uh, 42 to 35. He threw uh, 24 of 37 for 299 yards and two touchdowns, and he ran another 54 for a touchdown. Jalen Hurts put on a monster show, but he out-edged him by a touchdown. Um, It's super funny to see years later a guy that um, nobody thought had a shot in the pros was outdoing a guy that was arguably the NFL MVP last year. So I, I like that trade a lot for Eric. Like I'm a big Brock Purdy fan. I think uh I think he owes uh Adam one as much as it would pain him to have to eventually own up to But that was you know, uh he had Jalen Hurts and uh he gave him to Eric for a song.
0: All right. Becker, do you have a take on this one?
1: Uh yeah, the price seems about right. Uh, I guess my only hesitation here, like you, almost have to hold all three of those forty nine er quarterbacks until you get through training camp. That's really tough holding three QBs from one team. Uh, that's just that's that's Good a point. lot to ask. Yeah, that's that's tough.
0: Yeah, I I fall so value wise, you know, basically two fifteen for Purdy and a kickback is fine. I mean, that's about right. I just feel that this was the wrong team to do that. And I think Eric's team is so thin. And yes, the starting lineup looks pretty solid, but there's no depth whatsoever. And he was lacking a quarterback. He may have the quarterback here, but I don't know. I mean, Brock Purdy's he could be a good NFL quarterback, but that doesn't necessarily translate to fantasy success. Right. And we've seen a lot of many different Brock Purdy's over the years. Um, So who's to say Brock Purdy isn't going to turn out to be uh, whoever? You know, insert your bust quarterback here or flash-in-the-pan quarterback here. Uh, And to shield him from that, he's got to hold all these other guys uh, that you mentioned. And he just made a trade, I think, uh, prior to this for uh, Jordan Love. Uh, I I just don't see – I think he's – He's spending all his draft capital, the little he, that he has, on these quarterbacks lottery bit, yes. tickets that may be something, maybe not. Um, not sure things, and there's nothing left. So he doesn't have any ammo left to make any moves during the season. So for that reason, uh, I'm going to give Skull Babies the edge on, on this trade.
2: Okay.
0: Um. So that brings us to the next trade, which I'm going to be just as surprised as you guys when I flip the uh, PowerPoint here. We're going to skip that one. Here we go. Uh, we're getting to today, it looks like. July 7th. Lily Lickers declipsed us. So, uh, as everyone knows, Lily is going to be in London for the draft. And he may or may not have sell signal. So, he decided it's best if he moves out. And he was he's been looking for a trade partner for a while. Uh, we talked a little bit, and he um, ended up making this deal here. So today, Lily Liquors and DeClipstas. So Lily Lickers gave up his entire draft. Uh, so basically it's pick eight in all five rounds. Uh, DeClipstas, in return, gave up his first and second round pick in next year's draft, the 2024 pick, 2024 draft. The trade calculator, again, just set the record here, uh, or set the context uh, for the trade calculator, I'm putting in pick one eight, so it's a mid, mid first round pick, mid second round pick yeah. next year's draft. That's what you do, right? Yeah. Um, so with that said, the trade calculator has it in favor of the does one eighty nine to one sixty nine. Uh, now I'll start off. I'll give my take, a little context here. Um, so I talked with Lily on the phone about this before this trade happened. Um, we were kind of talking trade. He he asked me if I'd be interested in this whole draft, and yes, certainly I would be. Um, but I I didn't feel comfortable making him an offer because I didn't think I could pay him what a fair a fair market value would be for these because um, I'm not in love with this this year's draft, and uh, it is pick one eight, and after that I don't know what I would do with those other picks. I just. Uh, I'm not in love with the draft, and uh, to be honest, I haven't researched at all. So it uh, just wasn't a good time for me to make a move like this either. And um, kind of going back to why I think Eric's made some mistakes in trading all this draft capital, that's the reason I wanted to keep mine, because it's more right. valuable to have these picks once the season starts. Once you see your holes, you can use that as ammo to plug those holes and make a run for the title. So, but I told Lily you know, he, he was wondering, you know, if I give up, you know, my first round pick for his entire draft. And I'm like, well, yeah, I do that, but I don't think that's fair. Um, I, I, and I told him I've been thinking about this and what I thought would be fair, uh, factoring in that he's a motivated seller and willing to sell Mm -hmm. below market cost. Uh, Mm -hmm. I said, I think a fair trade would be a first and a second round pick for your draft. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, I don't know if I can do that, but I, I, I said, I would post this on group me and and see what offers you get and sure enough this is uh this is what he got was the first and second so um I think this trade um in a silo just this trade uh I think this is a push I think this is a um it's a big trade pick wise but I think it, the value is pretty darn equal uh so really it it the, you know the true winner is going to be based on what what happens with these picks um, but value wise i think this one is a, a push i can't in good i can't just pick a winner in this i think i would just be picking one to pick one i i, I really think this is pretty pretty fair uh, trade so uh tony what do you think
2: uh honestly i just think it's a fun trade um i i gotta give um i i was at work and i jumped on group me which has been kind of a mausoleum lately and I see all these notifications and I see Lily basically like, hey, whoever wants it, come and get my entire draft class. And uh, immediately I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta jump on that, and make an offer. And no sooner than I have done that than I see that obviously it's on the waters, there's like four other owners that are like offer sent, you know, but Mark comes out on top. And I gotta be honest with you, the clipses is one of the teams that I'm always kind of silently rooting for. Um, and I love to see him get that done. Um, all of a sudden, he had just a slew of picks, um, you know, almost too many, <laughs> to your point. Like, what are you going to do with all those players? Which will probably influence the next slide that you're going to bring up here. Um, but I, I like the trade for both parties involved, like Lily, um, you know, and, and Era, Eric uh, Factanda for this little segment. Uh, Lily apparently hasn't... Uh, made a trade in over six hundred and forty seven years. Um, so that's <laughs> thats that's a big deal, man, to see him come out and actually participate and get a trade done. Uh, too bad we're gonna miss him when he's in the uk. i always I only see him once a year, so it's always a good time to just shoot the breeze of them and see how life is. Uh, but I like that his trade partner on this was uh, was Mark. I like to see Mark come out ahead, um, which the trade calculator has. so I, I overall, I, I guess to your point, I would say it's a push as well. but it's a fun train. I, I just, I like it for the league.
0: All right, Becker. By the way, Becker wasn't going to be here, so everything I said at the beginning of the show was a lie. We got <laughs> we got the whole crew here for the second half, so.
1: Yeah, I got, I got a bunch of youngsters sleepover going on. i got to drop off in a minute.
0: Oh, yeah, no worries, man.
1: I hope out with that. No, like, uh, same thing you guys said, um, in the silo, this is about as even as it gets. Um, other people had an opportunity to throw something better out. Lily gets, you know, he gets uh, out of it. Clipster's ready ready to make some picks. It's about as even as it gets, I think.
0: All right. So that brings us to the the other trade here. And I'm just going to read it through. I, I still haven't fully processed the trade yet, to be honest with you. So I'm going to work through this. Um, Probably kick it over to one of you guys to start off with, and I'll kind of formulate my my opinion here. But this was today between the Scorgasms and the eclipses. Uh This was after uh, Mark made the trade uh, to get Lily's draft. Um, so Scorgasms gave up uh, a second round pick in next year's draft. Actually, three of them. Uh, so his Whammy Doodles and Big Earns. So those three second round picks. In return, the Clipstas gave up uh, pick 1.8 in this year's draft. This was the first round he got from Lilly. And then a uh, third-round pick uh, in next year's draft belonging to the Clipstas. So the trade calculator has this in favor of the Clipstas, 138 to 119. But again, want to preface this by saying that that's based off of uh, um, all those second-round picks being valued at 2.8 all three of them so if if some of those picks are higher or lower that would impact the uh the uh the value here so maybe i'll start with you tony because you were involved in the trade and um so you probably are most um have some thoughts formulated on this already and then i'll kick it to you becker and then you can bail and if you need to bail beforehand go ahead and then i'll i'll go last here and i'll kind of maybe use some of your ideas to formulate my opinion so go ahead tony
2: Sure. Uh, my my Eric factanda uh, uh, factoid of this segment is I got no less than 285 text messages from Eric uh, letting me know that um, he was disappointed in this trade, which actually spurred memories of the Brandon Ayuk for James Conner trade that Mark and I made uh, a couple years back, where he had insinuated that he would uh, do multiple. Uh, overwhelming things like quit the league, pay marks, lead fee, all this and that if James Conner ever had a thousand-yard season again because he was, quote, washed up and Chase Edmonds was, quote, the man. Um, pretty sure when the dust settled that James Conner finished, like, fourth or fifth in the NFL in rushing that year. Had a career resurgence. Uh, Brandon Ayuk did very well. I Actually, I used him as part of a trade with um, school babies as well too, but that was a trade that made sense for both teams and Mark and I have always been able to find common ground in that regard, and that's what I felt this trade did. So without sounding like Switzerland, I would almost say that I would give this trade a push. Um, I obviously got a bunch of bonus ammunition, as we had alluded to earlier in the podcast, for Jordan Love, uh, an unproven quarterback that I was not going to be able to roster um, based on owning Aaron Rodgers, eventually going to the Jets, which did end up happening Um and Mac Jones on my team. Uh, I was able to take those picks as well as mine and transpose it to get myself back into the first round, which uh, anyone who remembers, uh, my pick this year would have been 1-9, and that's why I traded to get, get Dallas Scott. Um, concurrently, by shipping my second round pick and just moving back with Mark's third, um, I kind of washed my draft. I have a pick in every round this year, one through five, and then next year I have a first, two-thirds, a fourth, and a fifth. Um, I feel very good about that just in terms of balanced draft capital. I even myself out so I can continue to try and build on my team. I know you alluded to that you don't love this draft. I don't either, but there's a couple of players that I really, really like around that 1-8 spot that I think would complement my bench and continue to help me grow because this is obviously a dynasty. Um, Additionally, I I like it for Mark. Yes, I know he gave up 1-8, but he's still got an absolute slew of picks this year. He's got 1-6. He's got multiple seconds. Um, 1-8 was play money to him. Uh, By acquiring three seconds as well, this softened the blow to what he had lost next year. Um, Instead of having no first and no second um, with a third, fourth, and fifth, the guy's now got three seconds, which, as you alluded to, one is Eric's, who has no depth. Eric hates to hear it, but that could quite easily be picked 2-1 if a couple of injuries don't fall his way. Um, it gives Mark some capital back, so he's a little bit more balanced between both this year and next year. Um, keeps him competitive, keeps me competitive. I get to fill my bench. He gets to continue to fill his bench and his roster. Um, I, honestly, I like the trade for both of us, if I am being sincere. I know the calculator has it in favor of his, but... Know, close circuit to Mark, I always like doing business with you, it always seems to
1: work out for both parties.
0: All right, Becker, what's your take?
1: I won't be as long winded as Tony, but um I guess if you're looking at this in a vacuum I'd take the first handily. Um however you gotta take into account the trade he made immediately before here. If he's just trying to recoup to have a few picks to work with as the season goes on, or something to roll into next season with, It makes sense. You could easily argue he may have been able to get more if he held out uh, till next weekend or whatever. Um, but you got to take what you can get sometimes. So, I yeah, I don't I don't see this as a um, huge issue a, as it is.
0: All right, so th- this trade, it, there's just so much to unpack here. Um, but uh, I do feel that Tony won this trade, um, and the main reason is I do I do agree that you know marks counting considering the other trade. Um, I think that I would definitely I think most people would agree they'd rather have a uh, 2024 first round pick and your own second round pick uh, rather than these three second round picks. And that's essentially uh, what we have here. So if you factor in the other trade, he um, got or traded his first and second-round pick next year. And then basically after this, he, he does no longer has a first-round pick or a second. He's got these three-second-round picks. So he still has a lot of capital, and really what is going to determine this are where these picks end up being. I just feel I w- I would he'd be in a stronger position if he hadn't made either trade. You know what I mean? Um, the first trade, I think he, he, it was an opportunistic trade and he got good value there. Um, but this trade, I think, kind of undid that. And it wasn't a fleecing, I don't feel. Uh, I just feel that picking a winner, uh, I would rather have the picks that he had prior to this. Um, this trade in a vacuum, so we, we talked about the other trade in a vacuum and I felt he won that trade pretty close, but he won it. This trade in a vacuum, it's not so bad. It's just the combination of the two where I, I feel he took a step back. Um, I agree with Tony. So one pick 1-8 one this year is not a huge deal. Um, we're, we're past the, the marquee players. There's likely going to be someone that's a star, though, at that point. That's what we got to remember here. Um, this ha- we see this every year where someone drafted mid to late first round ends up being a stud. Um, no, one, no one saw it coming, so there's definitely that player there, it's just a matter of if you get that player at that pick, but just looking at the ADP and the tiers, I don't feel one eight is, is that strong, so in a vacuum, um, cashing that out and getting three second round picks in future capital, that's, that's fine, I don't see an issue with that, it's just looking at where he started the day versus where he ended the day, um, I think overall it's a net loss, so I I think I have to uh, pick Tony as the winner for that reason. Any uh, follow-up to that? All right. Well, Becker, you did make it to the end of the show. I did. So congratulations.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. all he had to do
2: was step away for 3 minutes to body slam one of those kids through a coffee table. The coffee I, I got, I, the I, got co- another,
1: I got another story when we're done, Chris, that you might enjoy. Uh, same time, frame.
0: <laughs> Not podcast appropriate.
1: Yep, well, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> let's
0: let's err on the side of caution. If it's really good and okay, we can talk about it at the draft. But I just <laughs> never know what what could what it might be, so let's be careful. Um All right, so that's going to be a wrap to the show, but I just want to remind people, please uh, pay your entry fee if you haven't done so on League Safe. And then, two, don't forget the draft. It's a week from Sunday. Going to be at Allen's house, like we said. We'll post the address on GroupMe. Um, Be there. It's going to be awesome. And don't forget the Bags Tournament. Winner of that, you know, gets picks 217 and 218, the winning team. So, Look forward to it. And Tony, you missed this, but we volunteered you to bring your breakfast uh, snack uh, to the draft. Or if you want to bring Jellybean and Julia's, we won't hate you for that either.
2: That can probably be arranged.
0: All right, man. So appreciate you guys joining. It was good to talk with you. And look forward to seeing you both uh, next Sunday as well as everyone else. So take care, guys.
2: like